this is the Heavy Boots Podcast, the place to feel all your feelings. Happy New Year, everyone. This is our first episode of 2023, and it happens to fall on Friday the 13th. So I thought we'd step out of the heavy boots for a little bit and talk about superstitions and pet peeves. There's a lot to talk about here. Let's get into it. Happy New Year, everyone. It is 2023. And the start of this year has been very strange, at least for me. My motivation has not been here, but I think it has to do with the weather. It has been frightfully raining for, I don't know, two weeks on and off since the day before New Year's Eve till now. There's been some little days sprinkled in that were sunny, but for the most part, it's either been cloudy or raining, and then we had some torrential rain. They call it um, a bomb cyclone. That that wasn't scary at all to see that on the weather radar. No, not at all. And I guess sometimes they call it Pineapple Express, which I never understood that. But whatever you call it, it was scary. The winds were gusting at about 60 miles an hour. And I live in a tiny home, and I was worried about it. Um, But knock on wood, we survived. And, um, you know, as I record right now, it's raining again. So, I mean, people didn't go to work because of the rain. It had sloshed up all the roads um, to where they closed the highways and major thoroughfares that I've never seen closed in my life. So, it was scary. Very, very scary. And I'm still not unscared. (laughs) Uh, The rain is here now, and it's supposed to be less than than what we've experienced, of course. But, I don't know. It's just still unsettling. Um, And I think you get a little gloomy. Like, when I was a kid, rain, like, those days were my favorite. Rainy days. Because we would get to stay inside, and I love being inside, (laughs) if you know me. I just love playing games inside or watching TV, and so that was like a highlight. We, We got to go into the cafeteria and play games. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I've always been an inside girl. But I have to say that even though I've always wanted to live in places like Oregon and Washington because of the rain... I don't know if I can really handle it now. It really does take a toll on your psyche. And so this beginning, you know, of this year, I've just been real down. Um, there's all kinds of reasons. You know, the, the, the new year, it was just a different feeling. I don't know. There was some family drama. There was some disappointments. There was just some some stuff that it was like practice what you preach kind of thing where I was feeling really bad about myself because I had expectations for certain things and the weather per, you know, 
did not permit us to do a lot of things that I wanted to do. And, you know, I'm all about not having expectations and reining in, you know, the scope of what you see because you don't want to be disappointed. And I was very disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun. Like, we had some really fun memories and and totally, like, as a grand scope of things, it was really cool. It just was a reminder to myself to not have such high expectations. Um, yeah. And then I also have to, you know, be easy on myself because disappointment is definitely something that comes with hum- human life. <laughs> like, you know, we, we look to the future for things and... Um, that's not always the best place to be because then you're not enjoying the present. And so I don't know, like, I feel bad even saying that because I had a really nice time. We had some family, my uncle and aunt came from, from Idaho and we had so much fun, like different spurts of fun, you know, but there were certain other things that were supposed to happen that didn't. And I don't know. I just, um... And then the parade, the Rose Parade was on a Monday instead of a Sunday, uh, and, and which was fine, but it's like usually you wake up on New Year's and you watch the Rose Parade, and it was like we had a delay, you know, and so I don't know. <laughs> I can't pinpoint what the deal is, but I do think weather has a lot to play in this because it kept us from doing a lot of things we wanted to do, and it's continuing to be a burden. Um, and like I said, I'm not, I don't like to have expectations or what the day looks like or whatever. And lately I'm just like, okay, they said it wasn't going to rain today and it's raining again, you know, that kind of thing. And so the good news is there's hope on the horizon and next week for a while, it should be dry. And I hate to say that because, you know, expectation, but it's just been a lot of learning that a lot of what I say, I mean, I already know this, a lot of what I say is to also help myself, you know? So like, of course we shouldn't have expectations. Of course we should live in the present. Of course, of course, of course. But when I say all these things, I of course am saying them to myself as well. Most of the time, that's who I'm saying them to, really, because, of course, I want to help, you know, others and, like, you know, I don't know, inspire and motivate or whatever, but a lot of the stuff that we, you know, put out there, we should do this or we should do that, and it's like, the we is there because I need to do it myself, and, um... Yeah, it's just been a real lesson. And then just, um, you know, alcohol use when you're depressed, that's been an issue for me lately. And so I've backed up on that. <laughs> um, and it just, there's just like a fog that it puts, you know, but it like there was, I mean, this sounds awful, but there was nothing else to do because there we couldn't go outside and do anything. So it's like, let's make a cocktail. Let's have a glass of wine. I don't know. But the thing about it is, I'm self-aware. So that is not what this episode's about, but I just thought I would touch base and let you know that 
if you're struggling with the beginning of this year, there's been a lot of things in the news and a lot of things. And I mean, it's just a constant. We're human and stuff happens, but there's been a lot of things and it's, um, you know, the new year. So you want to be motivated and thinking about prosperity and good health and, you know, losing that weight. And I'm right there with you if you are not feeling it this year. It's just a different tone. There's just a lot of hard stuff that came up over the holidays, too, that you don't want to think about, you don't want to talk about. And it was good. You got to start thinking about certain things, certain stages in life, but it was just um, something that stuck with me, you know, and then makes you sad. So, <laughs> so anyways, the beginning of this year is not my normal new year. It just doesn't feel like it, where I get all pumped up and get all stoked to do things, um, behind on everything. That's why I'm recording this podcast on the day that it's coming out. And just a million little things. Um, I finally cleaned the house and, you know, there's just a lot to think about and I'm not alone in that. I know everybody's there. So, um, I just wanted to share that. But this episode is actually going to be a little different than most because it's kind of light and kind of, um, I don't know, just a, a funny little look at superstitions. And I have a hard time saying that sometimes. Superstitions and pet peeves. So I think it's really funny um, that Friday the 13th, is such a thing. And, but I mean, I do it too. Like I looked at the calendar today and I was like, oh my gosh, my first podcast is on Friday the 13th. What was I thinking? And then I was like, oh, maybe I should postpone to next week. I really was. It's so weird. And then when I went, I got on the computer to start recording this and there was feedback. There was this really bad it was like, pew, 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 pew. So like I would talk and it would be like, oh, like <laughs> I can't even explain it. But it was so bad that you couldn't understand what I was saying. And I was like, OK, well, Friday the 13th, I'm not supposed to record. So then I just switched my microphone over to a different USB port and now it works. So I was like, all right, let's prove that Friday the 13th means nothing. But. I don't know. Some people really do believe it means something. And that's what I was kind of going to talk about is like Friday the 13th for me has always been fun. Like I never worry about it. It's not like an omen type of situation. Like I always think of ladders and black cats for whatever reason, because they always say, you know, superstitions are like black cats um, crossing your path and then you're never supposed to go under a ladder for whatever reason. I don't know. I guess people could fall on you or the ladder could close. I don't. There's these certain ones that just make me laugh. So I thought, why not talk about that? Um, it is something that somebody might carry, like these superstitions. And they have come into play in my life in little in little ways. Um, but it's funny because 13 is actually lucky in some cultures. 
but over here in the West, they call it the West, um, it's unlucky. So like a lot of hotel rooms, they won't put a 13th floor. And I've never paid attention to that. I was just looking up some, you know, doing some research for this podcast. And, and it said that. And I was like, what? And then actually like a week ago, we were watching a video. Our favorite, I should give him a plug, our new favorite uh, vlogger. Disney vlogger, but like Universal, they talk about all kinds of things, and he's just such a warm, both of them, they're just such warm, caring people that want to make sure that everyone's okay. I think I've talked about it before, but they're our new favorite. Like, we watch them now almost as much as we watch Justin Scard on Random Land. Um, Provost Park Pass. So, Provost Park Pass, they had a video about the Paradise Pier Hotel. The Paradise Pier Hotel is near Disneyland, and you could stay there, and, you know, um, I think you can get shuttled over to Disneyland, and it's, it's like, owned by Disney now. But originally, the hotel was not owned by Disney. Disney actually bought it uh, from a Tokyo corporation, and at the time, it was called Emerald of Anaheim. And because 13 is lucky in their culture, there's the 13th floor. And so it's actually kind of like a funny little, um, history bit that has stayed and people can actually stay on the 13th floor in Anaheim at the Paradise, Paradise Pier Hotel. So that's kind of funny. Um, I just couldn't believe, like they told us in that, their video, the vlog they did that a lot of hotels won't have a 13th floor. And that's just so funny to me. It's just so funny. So I went down a rabbit hole and I went to history.com to find out what in the world this is all about, where to come from, what, why, <laughs> why is 13 such a thing, you know, because not to bring her up, but I have to Taylor Swift, she was born on December 13. And so her, her favorite number is 13. And so you see it everywhere. She wears it sometimes on her hand. And she loves 13, and I always, I mean, way before her, I never thought anything of 13. I kind of thought it was lucky, too. Like, ooh, 13, I don't know. To me, anything with a three, I, I really like. I don't know, I'm weird. Um, but so it all started in, in an ancient part of Mesopotamia. So they say it's the part that's the present-day Iraq, and it has to do with their code, um, their law book. Well, not a book. It was like um, carvings, you know. You sh they used to put a bunch of carvings on, like, cave walls in the stone. And so it's called the Code of Hammurabi. Hammurabi, yeah. The Code of Hammurabi from 1792 B.C. And so it was not actually them there, um, so they had all of their laws, all of their code of ethics, you know, carved out on this wall and it was just there. It had like lines of different, you know, I don't know, don't covet your neighbor. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, certain laws, um, written up there. And then I'm not sure when it was translated, but when, when it was transcribed or translated and taken from that wall and put into text to keep, it was a clerical error that occurred. They decided 
to number each law or code. And so it was like, one, do not covet thy neighbor. Two, you know, don't steal from the grocer. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but the laws that they would come up with, you know, the translator added one, two, three, and then like made a little list, you know, like a bullet point list of them with numbers and they left out 13. They went 12, 14. And so from that time on, there was this whole lore about 13, that it was unlucky and that's why it wasn't in this code of ethics, code of, you know, laws. And since it was, you know, the oldest legal document to ever be discovered, the myth was passed down from generation to generation that 13th was left out because it was unlucky. And this is all from history.com. History.com has some crazy stuff about it. Um, About 13, there's actually all kinds of different reasons. So this one is the one that they, they think... But this is at the beginning. <laughs> so this is the one that they think is the, the biggest reason why 13 is deemed unlucky because they can see it passed down generationally, I guess. Um, but there's all kinds of things with 13. So like the 12 days of Christmas, the 12 months, um, 12 zodiac signs, 12 labors of Hercules, 12 gods of Olympus, 12 tribes of Israel, they 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 chose 12 because they thought 13 was so unlucky and there's actual things that got left out because they they had an extra and they were like nope not 13 so i thought that was funny and then there were 13 guests attended the last supper and that included jesus and his 12 apostles and one of whom was judas who betrayed him And then the next day, of course, was Good Friday. So that's why Friday the 13th is considered unlucky to some. Um, Because, you know, Jesus was crucified on a Friday. And there was 13 guests at the table, but there was 12 apostles. You know, just crazy stuff like that. So this, this, this lore just keeps going, you know. And so there's also um, different things with Friday. So Friday was, you know, when Jesus was crucified, Friday was also said to be the day that Eve gave Adam the fateful apple from the tree of knowledge, as well as the day that Cain killed his brother Abel. So it sounds like very religious type of stuff that gets, you know, passed down. Um, But then there's like the Knights Templar, the Bermuda Triangle, there's like 13 different points there. It's just, just crazy. But the way that it sprung into pop culture is in 1907, there was a publication of the novel Friday the 13th. And it was written by Thomas William Lawson. And it was actually about a stockbroker who plays on superstitions about the date uh, to create chaos in Wall Street and make a bunch of money. (laughs) which I think is great, make a bunch of money um, on the market, you know? So he, like, he like freaks everybody out, so then they won't maybe buy stock. I don't know. But then he makes a killing in the stock market. And so that's where it came into, like, 
popular culture, you know, like the lore of Friday the 13th. Um, and then in 1980, we have Friday the 13th, the horror movie. And that's probably where, you know, most of the last 40 some years of people's superstitions comes from that movie because it was such a big hit and they they still have people dressing up like that for Halloween and everything. So that is basically, you know, where that comes from. And then there's been a lot of things that have happened that were bad on Friday the 13th. So like there's like this omen around it. You know, what I'm saying is it progresses because then it's like, oh, crap, that happened on Friday the 13th. Then it is a scary day, you know. And so so there was a German bombing of Buckingham Palace on Friday the 13th, September 1940. And then there was a murder of Kitty Genovese. In Queens, New York, Friday the 13th, March 1964. A cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh, Friday the 13th, November 1970. Disappearance of an Air Force plane in the Andes, October 1972. The death of rapper Tupac Shakur, September 1996. And the crash of the Costa Concordia cruise ship off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people in January of 2012. So that's just a handful of things. So to me, I don't know if I would say it's because of the day or if it's just coincidence. But back to this Kitty Geno- Genovese or Genovese. Um... I don't know who that is, so I wanted to go back and see. Kitty Genovese or Vase is um, one of the reasons that we have the 911 system in place. This was a very sad thing that happened to her. She was coming home and she was killed, and there was 37 people that were bystanders, and they didn't do anything. Um, But they had no one to call. There wasn't that system in place. And so after her death, there were, like, coverage for years about how nobody came to her rescue and how it shouldn't have happened and all of that. And so after that had happened, um, 911 became the national emergency number in 1968. So... Poor thing didn't live that long, Um, 1935 to 1968. My grandmother was born in 1935, and she's 80, what, seven? (laughs) So, um, so anyways, not to, not to be a downer, but that is why um, they brought that up because it's the reason for the 911 system, and it happened on Friday the 13th. So, lots of stuff in here, but um, they say every year on this day, there's $800,000 lost because nobody travels, nobody plans weddings, nobody does big things on this day. So, whenever it falls, sometimes it falls three times a year, and sometimes it doesn't even fall but once a year. Um, so one to three times a year, you can get Friday the 13th and 
people don't book stuff on that day. It's kind of shocking what we all will come together about, you know, as a society. Like, is there really a bad omen on Friday the 13th? Or is it just because we collectively agree that there's something about it? You know, it's very interesting. Um, I mean, there are a lot of things that have happened on that day, but it's also different months, you know, so like it, it doesn't fall so succinctly, you know, Friday the 13th can come a ton of times in a year or come once in a year. And to me, we still, no matter when it is, if it's Friday the 13th, it's a big deal. So I don't know. It's just a funny, a funny thing that we all prescribe to. I mean, I don't buy into it fully, personally, but it's something that I think about. I'm like, oh, it's Friday the 13th. So it's just funny what we, you know, come up with in society and it becomes a thing that like even someone who doesn't really, you know, worry about it. They still have it on their mind. It's like, oh, that's a thing. You know, I don't know. It's just some some stuff really makes me chuckle. And on top of Friday the 13th or the number 13, there are a ton of different superstitions. There's a lot of little things that, you know, as a society, we've all said that these are bad luck, you know. And again, not everyone prescribes to this. Not everyone believes it is bad luck. Um And I think, you know, whatever you give your power to, whatever you let weigh something, that's up to you. Um, Yeah, because belief is a choice, I think. I think you have to uh, choose to, you know, choose to believe in God, choose to believe in the universe and the, you know, there's so many things to believe in. And so... um, I do think it's a choice. Now, sometimes your upbringing, you know, makes a choice for you. But I still think if you continue that path, you're choosing that every day. So I don't know. But so, you know, these are things that are said in public, in society. And it just some of it really cracks me up. Um, Because like I said, I, I don't believe in stuff like this. I the, like the biggest thing that I do is I will wish on the time. So if it's 11, 11, like that's my favorite time of the, of the day. I just missed it. Darn it. Um, and then, you know, you know, one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. I really love 1234 cause it's one, two, three, four. And then I, I also do stupid stuff where it's like, you know, 325. So it's like three plus two equals five, you know, it's actually better if it's 523 because then the little colon is in between. And so it's like five equals three plus two. Oh yeah. So actually that would be 532. Oh, but it could be 523. Oh my goodness. But see, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I do. It's a little quirky. Um, but the, the societal superstitions that we have, so black cats, so if a black cat crosses your path, it means that death is near, according to the internet. The same goes for a lone crow. So crows, they usually arrive in murders. So I don't know if you know this, but a posse of crows is called a murder. <laughs> That's great. 
Um, but so if you see one crow and it's happened to me, it means that death is near. And I actually like, I was going through a hard time and I was really fearful with all the stuff with the accident and the shooting across the street. I was having major anxiety and major, um, what do you call it? Paranoia. Oh my goodness. I was the most paranoid person and I'm, I'm still battling it. I, I have to be honest. I'm still having bouts of it every now and then. I haven't slept the last three nights because I thought I heard stuff. And then I had these horrible dreams. And anyway, so paranoia is still something I'm battling with. Um, but this particular time, I was having the worst bout of it. And there was a crow that came and landed on the power pole. And he would not shut up. That's how I knew he was there. And he was one by himself. And then he came into the yard and he came closer to the basketball hoop. And he was so loud and obnoxious. And I was just like, all right, death is coming for me. Like, it was awful. <laughs> and I I had to catch myself going, you're being so silly. Like, you're being superstitious, you know? So it's just those things that seep into your brain and they become facts that, you know, it's just a... A one-off. Somebody has a bad experience after they see a crow, and now this is an omen. Although, I hear there's some really crazy stories about that movie, The Crow, and, like, what happened to the cast and stuff. So, you know, it's things like that. But then you also wonder if, like, if you're believing these superstitions, are you putting that energy there to, to make things kind of come that way I don't know it's just crazy this thing about the ladders cracks me up because you're never supposed to walk underneath a ladder and to me that's just good sense if someone is up on a ladder painting and you walk under it you could get splattered with paint and you might bump it and make someone fall and I don't know I just think yeah don't walk under a ladder like, just for, I don't know, safety purposes, like regular common sense. But apparently that's a superstition. Um, my mom always does this thing with me, so this is where superstitions are in my life, is when we're walking in a crowd, or, or I guess it doesn't even matter, people, um, it's physical items. So, like, if there's a fire hydrant or a light pole or whatever... A beam of some sort is in between us. We can't walk on each side of it. She calls it bread and butter. I'm sure you guys all have all heard this. Bread and butter. And so I don't know where bread and butter comes from. Like that sounds funny. But we have to walk on the same side of the pole. So like, you know, the fire hydrant is going to be in between us. And so she'll pull me to her side. Bread and butter. Keep over here. So that's a superstition. Um, and then don't step on a crack. You'll break your mother's back. Now that that one gets crazy because, you know, especially with all this rain and all all the <laughs> the uh, street, you know, the streets that we have that need so much help. Um, there's cracks everywhere. So that's crazy. So don't step on a crack or break your mother's back. Like these little sayings that come up are so funny. Um and then if you spill salt, 
you're supposed to throw some over the over your left shoulder or right. I don't know if there's an actual a side, but you have to throw some over your shoulder uh, or it's bad luck. Uh, if you break a mirror, you'll have seven years bad luck. Please tell me why there's a timeline on that. Um, and I can tell you that I broke a mirror in high school and they, you know, people said that to me. And then I started to believe that it was true because so many things happened. Uh, I don't even know if it was high school though, maybe junior high, but my dog had gotten hit by a car when I was on my way to school. So like I got in the bus, my dog used to follow me, Sadie girl, I love you Sadie, um, she used to follow me to the bus stop and I got in the bus and she ran out into the street and somebody hit her and I had to stay on the bus just crying because we were, we were moving, I couldn't tell them to stop and so I just cried all the way to school and... I had to go to the pay phone and call my mom. And so she went and Sadie was really messed up. But there was a cat that I loved to death too. I think it was Oreo or Domino was licking Sadie's face and keeping her safe on the on the lawn. And so my mom took her to the vet and they fixed her up. And then she like, she had like nine lives that dog because she had punctured herself on someone's fence. It was just nuts. That dog was invincible. She was the best. And anyway, so then I started to believe that I was having this bad luck because then I I broke a mirror. It's my bad luck. And so these are the spirals that you can get into. And really, it's just life. Like, you can't blame stuff on... It's all coincidence. You know what I mean? So... I went down a rabbit hole there, but, um, then like 666, there's like a whole thing on that. I was going to go into it, but I don't have time for that. So that, you know, basically it's the devil's numbers, what have you. And so, yeah, my phone number happens to have a lot of sixes in it and I can remember it. So to me, I'm not like, oh, that's bad luck. It's like, oh, I can remember my phone number. So. Yeah, so I don't know about that one, but there's like like pages about that. There's so much stuff about that. So it's like a deep-rooted other thing, so I'm not going to go into that. But um, in recent days, there was like this whole chain letter thing. I remember my grandma used to do it. So like, I don't know, 80s or 90s where people would send you a letter and it would say if you don't send a letter to 12 people by blah, 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 then you'll have bad luck for seven years or whatever, you know, those things. And like, then they started doing it when the internet came around. It wasn't through the mail. It was actually through email or through like post, post this on Facebook or you'll have 10 years bad luck, you know, that kind of stuff. It's so silly. It's just trying to get you to, to do something. I don't know. It's just funny. And then they say that opening an umbrella while indoors is bad luck. And to me, again, it's just common sense not to open an umbrella indoors. Because you could poke your eye out, kid. <laughs> like, you can hurt yourself. There's, like, pokey things. And there's just not a need to open an umbrella indoors. So, to me, it's just, like, 
It's not bad luck. It's just good sense. And this is one I never knew. It's a horseshoe. It's always supposed to be pointed down. So like, yeah, so like, you know, the U of it should be upside down with the legs down. If you have a horseshoe upright, it's actually bad luck. Who knew? Not me, I'll tell you. Not me. And uh, then the last thing that I have is killing a ladybug. And I'm sorry, but anyone who kills a ladybug should be ashamed of themselves. (laughs) I just don't know why you would kill a ladybug. I mean, I guess you could on accident. Because, man, when I was little, I used to hold them all the time and they would pee on me. And people didn't believe me, but I could show you. They pee on you. The ladybugs. I didn't even think that insects peed. So actually, maybe it wasn't pee, but uh, but yeah, I would never kill a ladybug. I mean, come on. Cutest thing in the world. So those are superstitions, and there's a lot of them, and I think they're funny. Like, um, there's way more than that. Like, there's like um, counter superstitions, so like good luck, you know? Like, so um, a blue jay, for instance, I just saw one take a peanut from our garden, um, those are good luck, you know? So there's like a whole nother list of like, what do you call that? Bad omen versus good omen, I guess. Uh, that's a show on TV. I never did watch that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's always a flip side of the coin. Um, so to me, just personally, like, I think there's a lot of coincidence in these these tales and it's over so many years that like yeah it's gonna happen to fall on the same day because you know there's 365 days each year and I don't know I just think that whatever you put your energy into can be real like you can really point things in the direction it's like they call it confirmation bias and so it's like when you buy a new car And then you see your car everywhere after that. And you're like, what? I never noticed this car before. Well, it's always been there. It's just that now you have one and you're, you're invested in that. That's what you're driving. And so you see it everywhere. Um, like that's the best example, but confirmation bias can happen in a lot of things where it's like, you know, if you put a lot of energy into something or you pay attention to something, it's going to become something to you you know what I mean like the repetitive nature of believing that you know if you break a mirror you're gonna have seven years bad luck like that's energy you're putting into that so and to me I'm not disparaging anyone or judging anyone superstitions are real like I get it totally um I can totally understand like I said I with my mirror when I was a little girl (laughs) A young girl and I thought oh I did it I brought all the bad luck or you know certain things like bread and butter with my mom in public still to this day by the way there's certain things that it's like okay just do it so I'm there's no judgment here and it's like so um, embedded in our folklore and our mythical history you know so no judgment but I just thought it would be a great day to talk about it since it's Friday the 13th And I will say that 
I'll say two things. I'm not into horror movies and I'm not into, uh, what do they call them? Horror shows. Uh, what is it? Uh, haunted houses, but like that, you know, not Sperry farm, not scary farm or like uh, universal fright fest. What is it called? I don't know. I'm so bad. Ho- Halloween horror nights. I'm just not into, um, being scared. I don't like that gory stuff. Like some of the movies these days, it's just like my imagination is vast and I'll get there. You don't need to show me that. That's disgusting. Like, you know, um, and yeah, and the same goes with some sexual stuff too. Like I'm no prude, but like I can, I can imagine what happened. You don't have to show me everything. So like, I'm not into that, um, what is it, dragons? (laughs) I can't even think. Those shows, you know, the dragons and the people, and it's just, like, brutal and sex and, like, yeah, not for me. can't even think of what that House of Dragons? No. Maybe? I don't know. I love a lot of the actors from that, but anyhow, um, I actually kicked a clown... When I was at Not Scary Farm, there there was a... I didn't know what I was getting myself into, by the way. I thought, oh, haunted houses, fun. And then, you know, Not Scary Farm. I hadn't been there in a long time. I was like 19 or 20, I think. I don't know. And so, I'm not a big fan of clowns. Like, I don't mind them here or there. But, like, I don't go out of my way to see clowns. And this was a whole clown maze that was presented. The clown was part of the wall. Their clothes matched the wallpaper. Yeah, and I kicked the dude. And then I had to be let out. So, yeah, that was fun. So, I don't do those. I can't handle that. I don't do haunted houses and... um, And then the movies. Like I said, I just... I don't know. I like I like to feel safe and laugh more than I like to be titillated, as Angela would say on The Office. <laughs> I don't enjoy being titillated. Um, yeah. Anyways. So, the next bit I wanted to talk about is pet peeves. And... I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea because they're totally different things, superstitions and pet peeves. But when I thought of the word superstition, I like thought of pet cemetery and a black cat. And then I was like, oh, superstition, pet peeves. And so I went with it. And um, yeah, so pet peeves are things that they just get on your nerves. Um, some are low grade, like not deal breakers. You could totally get over it if somebody does this, those kinds of things. And then there's other pet peeves to me that are more like, you know, like, uh, what characteristics of a person that are kind of deal breakers. Um, But I wrote down my list of pet peeves and then I was like, this is ridiculous. This is just like my list of things I hate, (laughs) things that annoy me. And, you know, in being truthful, 
and in just going with it, I'm just going to read it because this is what came out. And, um, yeah, so some of these things are huge judgments, I will be honest, and some of these are um, hypocritical. And so we'll go through them because I've done some of these and I hate myself for doing them, if you know what I mean. You know that feeling of, like, you do something and you're like, oh, man, I did the thing that I don't like when I see other people do it. Like, oh, okay, correct that. Don't ever do that. So there are things here that I strive not to do, but I have done. So even if I don't do them anymore, I have done them and we'll go over it. Um, This I've never done. This is my probably, like, my most cringiest number one pet peeve. Cringiest thing. When I see this, I get so disgusted. People who spit in public. Now, if you're choking or, you know, there was a bug that landed in your mouth and you have to get it out. I've had a bumblebee in my mouth that stung my tongue and I had to spit it out, okay? But I went over to a trash can and I spit it out. So if you have to do it, I understand. But there are people who just spit in public. They just like hock a loogie. And I hate that expression. I just, my body, if you would have seen it curled in when I said that, I hate that expression and I don't want to say it again. But there are people that will just spit in public. They just have to you know, get all their nasal discharge out. Okay. And that's gross too. So I'm sorry. I hope you're not eating your breakfast while you're listening to this, but people who spit in public don't have any regard for others, you know, unless they have to. Okay. So like, I get it when there's certain things for sure, but like the ones who like make it a production and they're just like, I'm going to spit because I can, you know, like you, I know you know what I'm talking about. There's a certain thing that happens with certain people and they just spit. I don't know. I just, <laughs> now that I'm saying this, I feel like I sound nuts, but I know you've seen a person spit in public. Like it happens. There's these people that they're just like marking their territory in some way or like, I don't know, but I, it's just my cringiest pet peeve is when someone spits in public or spits in front of me like go spit in the toilet (laughs) in a napkin or in the trash like why do you have to spit on the ground you know and then it's like there for someone to step in and then it's just watching someone do that it's just the most bizarre thing and so when it's done casually and not out of need, that's when I get really disgusted. So that's my number one pet peeve, most likely. I don't know. There's a lot on here, but that's my cringiest one. And these are not in any particular order that I just always write down as I'm thinking. And I didn't really go back to this because I I, I like it to be more fresh so that I'm not like over rehearsed, you know, and like you can get my real feelings. So this is not in any order at all. Um. My other pet peeve is when, and this is me, I've done this, so I'm putting my hand up, uh, not paying attention to a movie or TV program and then saying, what happened? (laughs) 
It is so frustrating to me to uh, rewind. Um, and I have to do it a lot. I do. I have it. I, I have this problem myself. There are certain times when I get lost in the phone or like someone texted and it's like just you don't have to be on all the time, you know? And so then I take my focus away from what we're watching and then it's like, oh wait, what happened? And then I'm like, do you mind if I rewind it? So this, this is me too. And so as soon as it happens the other way around, I feel the hypocrisy. Like I totally understand that I'm being hypocritical. (laughs) But it's so frustrating like when you're really into something and then somebody's like, wait, what happened? And you have to like... The momentum gets cut and you have to go back. And most of the time I'm pretty easygoing. It just really depends on, you know, how invested I am in this and how long have we been watching. And then like, like I would prefer for someone to say, can we pause? Hold on. I want to, I don't want to, you know, and then everybody could pause and then go right back into it. So then it's not like jumbled for the other person, you know. And that's for me, but also for the other person, because I've done it. All right. I just want to be truthful. Um, and this is something that I never do, because it's so awful. And, like, if I ever have to, I put my hand over my mouth. It's talking with your mouth full of food. There have been recent moments where food spills out when someone does that. <laughs> And it can land on you. And I know that's disgusting, but it's the truth. It's happened to me. Where someone is just chewing like a goat with the weeds, you know? Just chewing that hay and then talking at the same time. That's just not two things you should ever do together. Because there's spray and spittleage (laughs) that can happen. Plus it's just, you know, good manners. Good manners is like chewing your food. And there have been times where it's like, oh, I got to I got to interject, but I'm eating. So I'll cover my mouth and say and like I don't chew while I'm talking, though. Like I'll just stop the food from being (laughs) masticated Um, and I'll say something with my mouth covered because I don't want to spittleage. (laughs) Yeah, so that one's frustrating and then um interrupting in a conversation so there's two things here when someone interrupts you you know most of the time like I say most of the time I'm easygoing so it really depends on what's going on but like if you're trying to get something out (laughs) and like you keep getting interrupted or like like the worst part is if someone just told you, hey, you'll get your chance to talk. Don't interrupt me. And then you, you know, you listen and you wait, which normally I don't interrupt, honestly. But like in a group setting where someone's like, hey, I don't want to be interrupted. So then nobody let, no, nobody interrupts. And then I go to talk and then it's just like interrupted. You know what I mean? It's the hypocrisy. And it's funny because hypocrisy is also a pet peeve of mine. I'll just go to it right now. And it's also something that I am capable of. We all are. Like, hypocrisy is one of those things where 
we all have the best intentions. We all want to do better. We all want to talk the talk and walk the walk. And sometimes, you know, we're human. And so um, it's just one of those things that I am capable of that I don't like. And those are the ones that are the hardest because you're like, gosh, darn it. I was being a hypocrite. Damn it. You know? Um, And that's where it's really hard because when you're outwardly judging another for that, you can be called out on it, you know? And so recently there was like a a little dispute and um, yeah, and I was called out for holding on to the past, I'll just say. And the week prior, that same person was guilty of the same thing, you know? And it's really easy when it's not you to pinpoint that, to be like, hey, last week you said whatever. And um, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, pot, kettle, black, you know, you just have to be careful what you're calling out because we're all capable of it. Another pet peeve of mine is staring at your phone or picking up your phone when we're talking. So if you start the conversation and you're staring at your phone, then that's on me because then I'm not, I know I'm not going to get your full attention because I started when you're looking at your phone. So that's fine. But if we're talking and then the phone makes a noise or what have you, and then it's the phone instead of, you know, us talking has your attention, then that's a pet peeve. But I have done this too, because those damn pesky cell phones become this like, what is that called? Pavlov's? (laughs) It's like the little bell, you know, that the kit, the kitten hears the bell and thinks he's going to get a treat. Um, it's the same thing. It's like they, they hear it and I have to react to it. And it's such an addict, addictive state that I don't even realize what I'm doing. And then it's like, put the phone down. You're talking to someone. So that's why at a lot of places I try to just have the cell phone in a purse or in my, you know, uh, pocket of a jacket that I put on a bed, like not with me, like, especially like if we go to a family, like, I don't think it's very nice to sit on your cell phone when you're supposed to be conversing with people. It's a big pet peeve of mine. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm at home or I'm really guilty of it, like really guilty. But when I go out doing stuff, like I'll have my phone out to take pictures a lot, but I try not to post until I get home and I try not to, you know, let it distract me from experiences and time with people. And speaking of cell phones, my other pet peeve comes from this holiday season when I was shopping and this person was on their cell phone inside of the store and she left her cart in the middle of the aisle and she was walking all around loud on the phone and the aisle that she left the cart in was the holiday aisle and so everybody was like having to move around it And she finally realized, and then she rolled her eyes at us, 
because we were near her cart. It was a very odd encounter. And it reminded me how I do not like when people have a full-blown conversation in the store. Like, I don't have a problem if you're walking around shopping and you have someone in your ear and you're talking and you're like, you know, regular uh, loudness, regular talking voice and any of that is fine. Like, yeah, that's fine. Sometimes you have to call and be like, hey, what do you need? Blah, blah, blah. But this was a full-on, like, cathartic conversation with, sounded like some tears and some anger. And it was at a, you know, a a loudness that was inappropriate for her surroundings. And she had no care as to her belongings, you know? So, I just, um, consideration. So I guess that's really the pet peeve is when others are not considerate of other people because when you go out into the world, like that's why that spitting thing bums me out is the world is not yours. I mean, I guess it's all of ours, but it's a shared space, you know, it's a shared space. So like you shouldn't spit on others property. Because it's not just yours when you're out in the world. It's just not. And so you shouldn't litter. Another pet peeve. Because you're just giving someone else a mess to clean up. Who are you not to clean up your own mess? And uh, in the store, you know? Give people some room. Say excuse me. That's another pet peeve is when people don't say please, thank you, excuse me. Um, yeah, like, I shouldn't have to thank anybody for anything. It's like, come on, just be nice. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, and then, you know, people that don't refill the toilet paper. I mean, and this isn't in public, this is at home. (laughs) It's just a pet peeve, like, And it's not, you know, usually it doesn't happen in my home, but like other homes, (laughs) other places you go and it's like, what? And it could be kiddos or whatever and you got to teach them, but that's just a pet peeve. Like, come on. Um, And that's consideration though. See, I guess a lot of these are like being considerate human being of the next person, you know? (laughs) Um, It's like when I go to the laundromat, like... When I leave that place, it's cleaner than when I got there. And sometimes I have to clean before I can do my laundry. That is annoying. Um, (laughs) um, And then those who ask but don't want you to say anything other than what they think. So, like, you know, someone who asks for your advice and then they're just like, well, no, I thought about this way, blah, blah, blah. And you're like okay, but this is how I would do it. Well, no, I just want to do it this way. And it's like, then why are you asking me? Why are you asking me? You know, if you just want to have a conversation and like be friendly, let's talk about something else because like this is infuriating me because you're asking for my advice and then you're kind of getting mad at my advice. Let's just not. (laughs) It's kind of a waste of time if you already know what you want to do and it's totally fine you know, if that's what you want to do. But if you want my advice, 
then you have to listen to it openly. And, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, people can not tell you that they're going to do it this way. They could just hear you and then go off and say, you know what, I'm still going to do it the way that I was going to do it, you know. And that's totally fine. It's less infuriating for the other person. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, like, the conversations where... It's like someone asks you again, you know, how are you or what's been going on or whatever. And you start to tell them and their eyes glaze over or their energy changes and you feel like they don't want to hear this. That is like the worst. Just don't ask. Like, don't ask. Like, it's so much worse to, you know, be drawn into a conversation just to feel like a burden. Because I would much rather just be like, it was nice to see you, have a good day, you know, than to be like, what's been going on and whatever. And the person's just like, oh God, here she goes again. And that's the thing is like, if someone's, if, if I ever ask a question of anybody, I sit there and sometimes... It can be an hour later, and that's not really fun for me, but I would never want to make anyone feel like a burden when I engaged, you know? And, of course, there's better ways for me to get get out of that conversation earlier. There are strategies and nice ways to do it, too. But, um, yeah, if, some, if you ask someone, how was your vacation, then listen, and don't get jealous or envious or whatever. Like, don't ask. Just don't ask then. Yeah. So the other thing is um, the one-uppers. So, like, the people that, like, say, oh, you think that was bad. Listen to what I had or whatever instead of just listening to you. But my mom and I call it hair twirlers um, because Kristen Wiig on Saturday Night Live, she had a character called Penelope. And this girl, um, oh, so funny. So, like, somebody would be, you know, talking to her and they would be like, I just bought my new house last week. And then she'd go, well, my house has 12 bedrooms and five pools and three tennis courts and a 12-car garage. And, yeah, that's what my house has. And, like, it was just so funny. And so then, like, someone else would be like, yeah, I just found out that I, um, I'm going to be a dad. And then she's, she's like, well, I'm a mom of 15 cats and, um, I don't know. I can't even do it justice. Just go look up Penelope Kristen Wig SNL. It is so funny, but she twirls her hair. Like when she's saying it, she's like, well, really? Like, so it's like one upping everything. So like you could say you won the lottery and she'd be like, well, I, uh, I'm wealthy beyond, um, any measure of monetary, um, frequency because my dad was the head of Spain in the, you know, (laughs) I can't even see, I don't do it justice, but it's that kind of thing where it's like you can you can literally say anything that seems the grandest thing and she comes up with a one up and she twirls her hair. And so my mom and I call, call it twirling our hair because, you know, sometimes it's like 
Um, especially when we, we all got sick like three years ago, we thought we had COVID and the doctor couldn't tell us if we did, but it was like, it was like right before COVID came on the scene and, you know, I would explain that I was not feeling well and then she'd be like, well, and then she'd start twirling her hair. Well, I could not even get out of bed, (laughs) you know? So like whenever we have anything where it's like, oh, well, I didn't feel good either or like. Oh, um, you know, my day was hard or whatever, then she'll start twirling her hair and, and talking like that. Like, you know, cause we know we're doing it. It's like a joke, <laughs> but those people that don't think it's any different, you know, like really what it is, it's putting down like your experience without knowing it. Like it's like not acknowledging what you went through. It's like, well, you know, mine is worse, you know, no. And I really, honestly, it doesn't like, I don't take that home with me or anything. It doesn't sit with me, but it's just one of those things. It's just like, oh my gosh, can't I just have one thing? Can I just talk and say one thing? (laughs) Why do you always have to one up me? You know? Um, and then my other pet peeve is like when there's three people in a, in a group or even more than that on a sidewalk, And they're all coming down the sidewalk and you're coming down the sidewalk and you have to get off the sidewalk and stand in the street so that they'll pass. That is the rudest thing in the whole entire world. It is so rude. And I just, it's been something on my mind for probably about 15 years. (laughs) Back when I used to walk at lunch um, and even run a little bit, like, It was so frustrating to me that I would have to, you know, almost break my ankle, get off the sidewalk so that three grown men could walk down the sidewalk towards me. It's like, you know, not only is that rude, but chivalry is dead. It's like, come on, man. But I mean, girls alike do it. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you have a a large party on the sidewalk, (laughs) you can only take up one lane. It's a two-way street on the sidewalk. I think of it like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But it's like, it's just the rudest thing. Um, And then passive aggressiveness. This one's a doozy. But it's a real pet peeve of mine. It's like, you know, saying something that's not the thing. Or just, I don't know. Uh... It's like, just say what is the problem. <laughs> Let's get through this and move along. Like, like, skate around it. Like, if you have a problem with something, just spit it out. Or if you need something, spit it out. Like, what I've noticed lately, this is going to be another tangent, sorry. What I've noticed lately is there are folks who don't want to be vulnerable or want to appear as as needing anything, but they need something. And so they will, what am I trying to say? They will create something or fashion things in a way where it doesn't come across that they're asking for help, but by the end of it, you're helping them. So like, I don't know, um, 
I can't even think of a good example, but it's just it's just come up a lot, and I I don't know why I can't think of a good example, but um, yeah, probably I just don't want to you know throw anybody under the bus, and it'd be too obvious. But it's just one of those things where it's like I just wish people would realize that there it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to ask for help, it's okay to be needy, and it's actually a better way to go about it because then it's not. Like passive aggressive in a way, you know, because to me, you're shaping something into something else. Like you're trying to manipulate into something else. And and it would just be so much easier if you just said, you know what, I could really use your help. Or, you know, can you please, I don't know, give me feedback on this or whatever. Instead of... uh you know, just going around, around in circles and like creating more of a problem to be fixed instead of just saying, I need help. I need help. Like, it's okay. And if someone doesn't want to help you, that then that's on them. And then, and then you know, like, but the manipulation and the passive aggressiveness, that drives me insane. It's like, let's just be frank here. What do you need? What are you doing? Let's get on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you get upset, just, you know, either choose to fix it somehow or, you know, let it go. I don't know. (laughs) And then we come back to, you know, small things, but hair in the drain. I cannot stand it when I get into a shower that has hair in the drain or hair on the ground, on the floor or whatever. Like whenever I get out of the shower, cause I'm a girl, I shed, my hair sheds so much that I clean that crap up, man. I get a little piece of toilet paper and I get all the hair out of the drain. Like, cause we have like a drain cover or whatever. So it's just like sitting on top. But anyways, I just think that's really gross. And it's weird because I don't really care if there's a hair in my food. Like, maybe out, like, at a restaurant, you kind of wonder or whatever. But, I mean, seriously, I probably would still eat the food. I know. People think that's weird. Um, But, I don't know. I probably told this story. But I used to eat M&M's off the ground. And salt, they would put down on the ground for the snow days. Like, the to help with the frost, I would eat the salt off the ground. And like five second rules. I mean, I just think the more antibodies you can get, right? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, certain things don't really gross me out. Like, yeah, I don't know. But a hair in the drain is just a pain in my ass. <laughs> I just don't, I don't, I like a clean shot. Like when you get in the shower, I like to be fresh for me. Just like I like to leave it fresh for someone else. That's all. And, um, yeah, when splitting the check becomes an ordeal, this drives me nuts. Like, I just wish that there would be less stress when it comes to splitting the check (laughs) at the restaurant. You know, it's like some restaurants won't let you split the check and some have these weird systems where it's like, oh, I can only do one, whatever. And it's like, to me... One, I wish restaurants could just let you split up the check into 
whatever you want to begin with. But two, it's like we all came to dinner. We're all, we all knew we had to pay and no one's trying to get out of anything. But there's this huge, like money, man, it just causes so much friction and it's just so silly. Like, I don't know. Like, I I mean, I don't think that anyone should ever pay more than what they're supposed to. And like, if someone said, I buy you dinner and then they put you on the spot, that ain't cool. But I'm just saying that like, especially if it's family or people that you're going to see again, like, here, can you do it? And then I'll pay you back or whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, it depends, I guess if the place is really fancy, but yeah, I just, my pet peeve is when it's like the end of the meal is this song and dance about the check, like this awkward tension about the, the check, like that really puts a damper on the evening. Um, and when people do the Michael Jackson in public, when they grab their crotch area in public, like anybody, mostly men, but I just don't like it. It's just, uh, yeah, there's so many way- places to go. Go to the restroom and adjust. Like, come on, man. I don't know. And I mean, I feel bad because I don't know what it's like to have that type of appendage. And so, yeah, perhaps it is uncomfortable and perhaps it's a necessity, but it's just, uh, to me, uncomfortable. Especially when it's a stranger, especially when it's in public. Oh my goodness. And another pet peeve is when you send people something... And they don't tell you that they got their package. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't have to say thank you. Like, maybe you didn't like it. But if they ask you, did you get my package? And then weeks go on and they never tell you. That, that's crazy. Like, And that's where thoughtfulness comes in. Like, most of these things are really just being considerate of other people. (laughs) Because if someone sends you something, you want to know that they got it. I would think. Maybe I'm just weird. But I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I just like that common courtesy of, like, especially if I ask. It's like, just tell me. (laughs) I don't know. Because sometimes stuff gets lost, man. My last order of cat food for the strays, it never came. So now Walmart's sending me some more. So, um, you know, stuff happens. So the last thing that really gets my goat is surprise visits. Or I'll let you know on the day of. Or surprise, I'm here. Like, surprise visits to me is very inconsiderate of people's time and people's space, especially if someone has boundaries or, um, you know, if you don't see each other every day, you don't know what's going on. And so to me, it's really not cool to just show up unannounced, um, because it's also like a lot to ask of another person. Like 
you know, some people, when they have people over, they like to, you know, make sure that they're dressed and uh, well-rested and that they look nice and that the house is clean. And I know some people will say, well, family should never have to make an appointment. And I think it's just to each their own. Like, I don't think there's a blanket statement that you could just show up whenever you want um, to every place. Um, I think you kind of have to work that out with each person and go, is it okay if I just show up unannounced? Um, Or what have you. Because, yeah, I've spent many times laying on the ground pretending I wasn't somewhere. (laughs) I'm not... I'm not kidding. Like, I don't like surprise visits because especially now that I know myself more, that I have anxiety, it is something that I have to prepare for. I have to know who's going to come, what the energy is going to be like. I like to be presentable. um, And it's just a lot. Personal interaction for me is a lot. And so I like to prepare for it. Um, and that's just me, but at somebody else's house, it could be like, the door's always open, come on in. And that's totally cool. Like my grandma, um, she loves to have people over no matter what, like whenever. Um, and, and that's totally awesome. But she lives with my mom who might not have those same boundaries, you know? And so it makes it tough sometimes, but, um, just for myself, I, I also find it to be, a, like like I said, inconsiderate, but it also sometimes can feel like I didn't have anything else to do, so I decided I'm coming over there. Like, it just can sometimes feel that, like, if there is plans, for example, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then someone doesn't want to commit to that, that, and that, but then they just show up on, you know, because they know we're doing it. It doesn't feel considerate because did I have a plate for you? <laughs> did I have a, you know, did I have this or that for you set? And I didn't because you didn't tell me you were coming. That kind of thing. Um, and this happened recently towards the end of last year, I guess, Um I kind of had given information about something and then it was almost as if I was spearheading the event and this person showed up, but they never told me they were coming and the event actually, the time got changed and so they were late, but they never told me they were coming and, but it was like now they were mad at me cause I never told them that it changed. And again, it was just like, I was just giving the information that I had the first time And they never showed any interest. And so then when the actual event came, I just figured they weren't involved, weren't coming. And so then there was a really hard interaction uh, because they decided to come on that day. But they didn't want to tell anyone they were coming on that day because I don't know if they really wanted to come. But then they had a moment where they're like, I want to go now. And to me, there's certain things that you can just pop into like... And it's fine, but it's, it's not always considerate. Like that particular event was public and it was totally fine. It was just that the time got moved 
and it made it awkward. It made it really not fun for me. <laughs> and also like commitment. You're not willing to commit to be here because you don't know if you want to be here. And then you just want to show up willing. So like to me, there's just a lack of like connection and like a lack of like commitment and, you know, respect and yes, I'll be there instead of like, well, let me see how I feel on the day of. It's like if everybody got to do that, it would be chaos. Like you make plans. I don't know. I like things that are spontaneous too, but like if there's something planned, then just commit or you're not coming, you know, and then just don't show up when I haven't showered and I haven't, you know, I don't know the surprise thing. I've had a few surprises, um, in my life where I was really like taken off guard, but it was always like, you know, I was knowing I was going somewhere and then it was like, oh, this person's coming too. Or, um, yeah, it's just, it's always been in, in a realm of, I know I'm going to need to look right, have a shower, you know, like all the little things are in place by the people giving me the surprise so that I can fully enjoy it and not feel taken aback or off guard, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like the just coming whenever you feel like it type of thing. I just think also too, if you go and reverse that, that would not be well accepted for most of these people that just like to show up. It's like, why didn't you tell me you were coming? And it's like, well, cause you never do, you know? So there's that thing too of like reversed. How would that look? And that's the other thing too, the hypocrisy thing. I think more so that's what kind of bums me out is, um, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's, it's the, the double standard type thing is the, would you allow for this at your house? <laughs> you know, and probably not. So then why are you thinking it's okay to do that at someone else's house? That's the kind of stuff where it's like, man, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, um, you know, like the person that comes over and just like takes over, <laughs> takes over everything. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you go over to their house and they're like, hey, why are you taking my remote? No, no, no. Don't touch that. And it's like, wait a second. Double standards. Not cool. So anyways, that is my list of pet peeves. And there's probably more, I'm sure. I think, you know, like when people put their finger up to their ear when they're singing and they're not even singing that amazing. And actually, Will Ferrell in that movie Spirited, he does that a lot. I think he sings good, actually. (laughs) And I love that movie. But he was totally doing it ironically, like puts his, you know, closes his ear so he could sing better. Um yeah, there's little pet peeves that like will drive anyone crazy, but these were my big ones. This is what I wrote down. And I guess some of these aren't pet peeves, they're actual real real deal breakers, but um so I hope wherever you're at, you're having a happy Friday the 13th. May it be uneventful. 
and safe and without black cats or ladders. <laughs> um, it was really fun to just kind of go into this world and kind of, you know, think about all these things that just get ingrained. Um, superstitions. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. But it is what gets passed down. And there's a lot of things like that in our society. So lots to talk about, lots to think about. And we will. Next week, we have another episode. I'm going to put up the calendar for the month on the websites, Instagram and Facebook and my uh, simplegirlinspired.com page. You can find the, the calendars there. Um, I'm going to do one every Friday, and uh, there's going to be some lightweights in there, but as I looked at my heavy boots, there's not a lot left, really. Um, so there's going to be other topics, which I don't think you'll mind, and I will just add those to the logo, as as you see for this one. Um, yeah, but there's so much to talk about in life, so we won't run out, um, and if you have any you know, topics or ideas, send them over. Jenny Camille at simplegirlinspired.com. So I hope all stays well, stay dry, stay warm. It's a doozy of a winter in different ways. And uh, may 2023 be prosperous and bright, healthy, happy, and we will move through this year together every Friday. And I thank you so much for coming and listening and for humoring me <laughs> with my funny little topic idea for today. But I thought it was fun. So have a wonderful day and stay you. podcast was written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The music that you hear at the beginning and the end is called The Daylight by Adrian Walther. So I had something funny happen when I was trying to say a cat crossing your path.
here's a blooper. Enjoy. You know, superstitions are like black cats passing your croth. Croth? <laughs> Crossing your path. Oh my goodness. Wow. Pathing your cross. That's, that's a new one. Um, crossing your path.